Hey folks, welcome to One Nation Radio. Uh, we're going to start with talking about the um, unbelievable early death of Bray Wyatt at age of 36. Um, I don't know where to start with this, Rich. Uh, he, you know, he had been off TV for a while. People had some concerns or, or speculations, more the better word, about whether or not it was you know, um, Vince not liking what he was doing on his on air or whatever, and then he was gone, and then you later hear rumors about it was a health concern. So to hear this, you know, that was maybe like a, two months ago, maybe around WrestleMania, actually, so more than two months ago, about, you know, um, him not being around. And uh, for him to, be, him to be gone now, it's just it's crazy to think of. This is a guy that's 36 years old, um, a guy that flat out was a star in the promotion and, um, regardless of whatever you thought of his work, like had a lot left, seemingly had a lot left in the tank, but that isn't the case now. But, um, where, where are you on this? Cause I, I just like heard about it. And I just like, wow, I can't believe he's gone. It's crazy. Absolute shock. And, um, Sean Ross Sapp actually um, reported that it was a death due to a heart attack. Um, and he had pre existing issues that got aggravated by COVID. And wow. him being 36 years old, all I thought about was my best friend James, honestly. And it was just like, just, be, just being grateful that you never got COVID or anything like that. And like anything happened with you. And it was like, it, it hit just way too close. It's like people that are. Um, like of our time and uh, you know there are a lot of like fans I think that may have seen Bray Wyatt as like a kindred spirit of theirs or something like that and it always like falls into the the position of how do you like eulogize this guy who whose work you didn't necessarily enjoy or like mm -hmm. how do you how do you like separate like the sadness of like his loss and like you know you I'm not I'm not gonna run from it like we we have like brutalized his his wrestling career over over the last decade on this show yeah um, yeah but absolutely I, I, and, we've, we've and hated I, a lot of the stuff he's done and it wasn't you know well I I, I want to share something I wrote up on Twitter um, you know a little while ago I was just kind of parsing through my thoughts because it's like you never think of, uh, you know, that someone's going to die like that. And um, I, I ended up saying this. I said, um, there are a lot of people that found something in what Bray Wyatt did in his pro wrestling presentation. They may have found happiness. They might have found an avatar. Maybe they were inspired or he was someone that they would ride with no matter how far or what direction uh, the journey took, you know, him in, took them in. Make sure you send your good thoughts to folks who are trying to process this news. Um, send your thoughts out to his family and his children. You know, I wasn't someone who enjoyed how he wanted to perform his vision of pro wrestling and trust. It wasn't like I was ever light on him in my analysis, but I do feel for the people that were able to make that connection with him. Uh, and, you know, and looking at someone who's in the same age range as them, maybe they found a kindred spirit. Uh, personally, I'll always remember being in Full Sail University in 2014 when Wyatt just showed back up randomly as like a surprise person from the main roster, like after the end of the taping. 
and he shed the character a little bit in a promo and like he gave us some of like himself and it was like ah like that was like the most i was ever intrigued like by him and i think you know i think he did have something right and he's definitely someone that i enjoyed covering on this show whether he inspired um you know the rants or comedy or you know some of the times he did like strike on something and i don't know i guess i was looking for that small glimpse that i saw in 2014 to appear a lot more than it did but um you know at the end of the day he's a he's a florida boy done well and you know you know rest in peace and um it it's like you know then that's the end of the the, the tweets but you know, we're we're going on air like hours after this news broke, so it's hard to kind of you know organize everything. You know, I think about you know him and and everything like that, but um, he was definitely creative to, to say the least. Like you know what, how far that creativity went with you is you know it's on you, but like he was trying to bring something at least original right in 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 wrestling form because you know a lot of his stuff is kind of lifted from you know different you know aspects of pop culture and all that but a lot of people do that so um it it is it is very sad to think about though like with him brody and like you know the the whole wyatt family and and shield stuff i always remember and i will always like kind of (laughs) remember i always remember seth Rollins versus bray wyatt uh in the hell in a cell uh, maybe not for the best reason, but I'll always remember it. And, um, you know, him being 36 years old, it's just, it's just a tragic loss. Cause I remember how people like were feeling when Bray Wyatt came back last year. I didn't get it. I didn't like connect with it in that way, but like those people were in it touched, like feeling like it, it's like this, uh, you know, it's 824 right now. I had planned to mention kind of something small about Kobe Bryant today because I found out they're putting this statue up uh, to 824 next year. So, you know, I know how I felt about, you know, somebody that, that inspired me or connected with me like and it was just like devastating when he died. So I can imagine um, how those people, you know, felt and um, we we have got on the people that, you know, had the fiend avatars and sometimes these these people don't display some of the best judgment uh, online and, you know, when you're in conversation with these people. But I think it's important to remember at the end of the day that beyond like some of the things they may talk about, like they they found something that 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 landed with them. And in wrestling, it's, you know, like we kind of connect kind of with these people, even though we don't know them in most of these cases and if you saw the bray white character pop up in 2013 because we got i got a couple close friends that are really big bray white fans like i know gats is my boy montese is a big bray white fan and it was never they would never come out here and try to tell you it was something about the wrestling like they would they wouldn't you know do that but what they would always talk about is the aesthetic creativity the presentation like seeing almost what it could be and it's unfortunate that you know his career kind of wasn't in more capable hands which may have you know launched him you know to to you know even higher levels that they did i mean this guy they they let him wrestle all the biggest guys early on so he was always kind of looked at favorably um you know starting with cena undertaker and you know at wrestlemania so um 
I don't know, man. It, it's just it's just sad. Like, and there's there's just something you know. He's he's very kind of private. You never really heard a lot about Wyatt as far as like uh, anything on you know, a human level or whatever. But lots of stories are starting to come out uh, between you know from his fellow wrestlers, and um, it is it, it, it you know the the Miro video I saw. He's sitting in the car just talking about how, how nice this guy was and everybody saying how nice this guy was and um you know there are a lot of nice people in the world but you know it's it's rare to run into them sometimes because wrestling is a is a cutthroat you know business and there are there, they say like wrestling it welcomes all forms of people um but this guy always even though he was like uh, i always looked at the Wyatt family right to where <laughs> even though he was younger than those other guys, they looked up to him. Hmm. Um, what, what do you, what do you uh, think about all this stuff, man? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to front and pretend like I was ever some Bray Wyatt fan. Um, as far as the majority of his work, I thought a lot of, I had a lot of, you know, groans and stuff on a lot of stuff he did, uh, you know, um, but that's, but, that's not important right now. Um, he's a major figure in pro wrestling in the last decade, and he's gone. And regardless of whatever I thought of him, I did think that like he was cut from different cloth or different breed, if you will, as far as the creativity and come from a different angle and try to make wrestling, you know, something different or more variety. I bring more variety to the game and um, that's appreciated. Did it land with me most more or did it miss with me more times than land? Yeah, but it is what it is. But for the misses, the thing about him is he kept always coming up with something new and he kept getting people intrigued over and over and over again. And like, there are so many people that start doing something and they can't figure out the next thing. And, um, it kind of just gets stuck as, you know, the person they were and that's who they are for forever in pro wrestling. And um, for him to be able to adjust the way he did, he like uh, over and over and over find new things to keep people intrigued, to keep his fans interested in that way. Uh, it was impressive. I, I, I will never um, doubt that in, or not or talk down on that. And, um, you know, at times when he was hot, even though, you know, we weren't really into it. We, you know, I feel like, you know, for for. I thought we were fair. I thought we were fair. Like, we didn't like it. But when he was hot, we were like, hey, got to go with him. When he, you know, when he got the Fiend thing off the ground and he squashed um, Finn Balor at SummerSlam 2000, uh, was that 18 or 19? I think it was 19. 19, we were like, hey, got to go with it. Crowd's going crazy. The new interest music is awesome. Whatever. It worked. Um, and then they did the goofy thing with uh, Hell in the Cell, but, like, they kept going with it. And uh, they made him champion, and um, like that was a second chance with it. And you know, there was also the time when, like, before that happened, where like he had the babyface chance, but he ended up getting injured. So we never really know like what it would have been if it if he had been just like, um, like you know the the charismatic cult leader as a babyface, because it. It was basically like the night after WrestleMania that year, and then it was done because he got injured. So, uh, I mean, he he had some ups and downs in his career, but like I think he made the best of it. Uh, he definitely outkicked his coverage for, you know, what I traditionally think of or technically think of when it comes to all the boxes you can take off to be 
somebody at the top of WWE. He's not. He doesn't have to look defense man wants. He. <sighs> He has the promo and the charisma to do the stuff that Vince likes with character work, but like he's not exactly Vince's type of types of characters, and he still figured out to, a way to get his ass on TV and stay relevant and all that kind of stuff. As Vince, you know, messes up all the toys like he messes up every toy, and you know, oh, you messed up this one. All right, let's try one. Let's try another one. So I, I commend him for that. Um, this guy was a money maker. Yeah, um, them for- fiend belts sold. Like, they sold more than people would like to admit. Like I can't explain it, but like they, like they got a gold mine. Like they're gonna be donating all the proceeds from his merch to his family. Um, there's a lot of stuff with you know the family life and stuff like that, which you know I, I think somebody will better than me, somebody further along in their journey than I uh, can probably try to sum up. You know, everything that's, that was going on there. for biographers. Not for me. Yeah, not for me. Uh, but I'll just say rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. And um, I will never forget Bray Wyatt. Like, as, far, as, far, really like as far as like, you know, just like he's just involved with so many things, touched so many careers, yeah. kind of, um, you know, being there while Daniel Bryan's like ascending, um, you know, the shield and the Wyatt family, as I mentioned, um, for, you know, a generation of fans like, like us and, you know, maybe a younger and a, and a slight bit older, that shit was like one Fish of grease. the things that was like, this is our fucking free birds Von Eriks. Like, mm. this is that, like, this is what we will identify with one day where it's like, yo, do you remember the shield versus the Wyatt family? And, um, I've been watching that match in years. Um, and probably sometime this week, maybe before all in or something, I'm probably going to throw it on just to kind of see all those guys in their, in in their youth almost. And, uh, and, and imagine, you know, what could have been almost with all these guys. And, um, and it's crazy to say that because like, Five of them ended up having really successful careers. Yeah. Yeah. Really successful. And um, yeah, let's let's move on to um to Terry Funk. Um we also had another death uh in pro wrestling uh just yesterday before I was walking into uh you know pick up a friend of mine Got the news that Terry Funk died at the age of 79. Uh, Terry Funk had been in ill health for quite a while. Uh, I didn't think this one uh, almost was as shocking as the Bray Wyatt one. But all in all, like you talk about a guy that. for We, we talk about Joshi on this podcast yep. quite frequently. It's become a cornerstone of our show. You know. Terry Funk was someone who had his eyes open on people all different styles everywhere in the world and was one of the first people like with credibility that is essentially saying hey if you're not watching Joshi you're falling behind and he really drilled that in Dave Meltzer's head uh, at the time in the 90s he uh you know, the times that 
I am familiar with Terry Funk is like, you know, him and helping legitimize ECW at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, him being Chainsaw Charlie, kind of like the crazed legend and all that and just doing the wild shit. And I had no idea about like his, his actual great career when I was a kid. Like he was just some old right. guy that was crazy or whatever. Right. And right. you could do anything to him. But the more I kind of learned about Terry Funk, he's like, you know, I, I loved like watching the setup with with Flair and Funk in '89, it's like he, you come out here. He was in, you know, he was a judge, and then he does a snap turn on Flair, and um, you talk about someone that is, is with the styles and all that. Just like being in Japan, like all the styles, hardcore. Then you know, in the '70s, he was like an NWA World Champion. He was right. this classic technical wrestler kind of almost and uh scientific wrestler and he was um you know a champion there and it's like he was someone that always like kind of moved around um he wasn't going to be kind of pigeonholed in one one spot he was a cowboy in that sense and um i always like heard like the reverence like people refer to terry funk as and like um there are a lot of people nowadays that um I think you can you can kind of look at like as modern versions of him or yep. just blend a couple guys up. It's like if you if you combine like Chris Jericho and John Moxley, I think you get Terry Funk. <laughs> Honestly, like the the reinvention, the yep. hardcore, the scientific wrestling, the just everything. Like I feel like with, with those two, they kind of make up like the sides of Terry, if you will, and. um I never heard anything bad about Terry Funk. Like as far as like, you know, you always got to check, check these folks. But like, Hey man, w- was this person doing any racist shit? Was this person doing any, any bullshit or anything? I've never been led to believe anything about that. Um, please. I don't even want to know now if something happened, but uh, he was really a do it all type wrestler. Incredible on the promos. Um, just believability. And yeah. like it's like, yo, actually that guy might be crazy. Like yeah. <laughs> um and I believe it was uh Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler had this empty arena match in Memphis. It's fucking hilarious. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out, please. Um you know, <laughs> there was there's I saw something going around with Terry Funk wrestling Eddie Guerrero in 1989 and in uh, giving this young unheard of talent all this offense on him while he's a you know a certified main eventer and legend um, yep. things that you know nowadays people want top stars like crucified for he was doing back in 1989 yep and basically saying like yo there's more than one way to uh, present yourself like there's a way to be giving uh, and, you know, there's ways to use your position to help others. And, you know, it, like the earliest example of that is Terry Funk and Eddie Guerrero. And it's that's him having the vision that a lot of people didn't see uh, at the time. So uh, what, what do you make of uh, Terry Funk's passing, James? I think Terry Funk is one of the pro wrestlers who wear similar to uh, Ric Flair, similar to people like that that have just multiple sting, you know, people that have had long careers where he's like, depending how how old you are, because their careers have spanned multiple generations, you can literally have a family where like the grand or like the granddad could say they have saw something about 
they could see uh, Tory Funk when he was, you know, with Dory tagging. You could have the the father saying, "I remember him," and you could have the 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 son saying, "Hey, like I remember when he was old and like he was doing crazy shit. He's like just you throwing his body around like a like a like a rag doll." And um, he was really fucking good, like at all of that at all that time. And it's interesting to think about um, our our thoughts of Terry Funk growing up because it's like this is a guy that. Because how he's aged, all the all the mileage, all the traveling, all the hard living, all all the farming and living on the ranch and all that shit, like this is a grizzled guy that athletically does not have it, and he had he had figured out before anyone else how to extend your career by doing this crazy shit or whatever else. So like, if the not fucking for exploding time bomb matches with Onita, right. All the hardcore stuff, with the, as you mentioned, um, like and he, and he got other people over all the time, right? As you mentioned, the Eddie Guerrero thing. Like, look, man, the New Age Outlaws owe their careers to Terry Funk and Mick Foley. Yeah, right, big time, um, and the Road so, Warriors. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, so like, there, there's just so much. Um, there's, there's a bunch of different stories. Obviously, I think my fa- one of my favorite, cause there's a bunch of them. One of my favorite, uh, Terry Funk stories is like Jim Cornette is talking about how he brought him in for Smoky Mountain. And I saw it end up seeing this off of Botchamania video. And, uh, you know, this is the mid nineties. So Funk is, Funk is in his fifties, right? Right. And like mid fifties. So out of nowhere, like Cornette's at ringside managing. He's, I forgot who he's wrestling. But Terry Funk goes to the top rope and hits a fucking moonsault. And and Jim Cornette says, Terry, what are you doing? And he, and he says that, that Funk goes, Carney, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like he's just up there, just, he's just out here doing and trying shit just because in like no. at 50. Um, you know, there's just a lot, there's just a lot of stuff with him. And, you know, like the stories, like you mentioned, uh, people are in the chat talking about Japan stuff. Like, I can't really get into the Japan stuff except for, you know, he obviously helped and tra- he helped train a lot of the all Japan guys. Um, in mm-hmm. that, uh, back in the day, him and him, his brother Dory. Um, I don't know what the list is. I have to pull it up to be like who it is. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but you know, they were going down. He decided, you know, to chip in and do the retirement show over there. It was a big deal. Everyone has the meme of, you know, they'll yelling for air forever, forever. Right. Um, and then the crowd, the Japanese Auto crowd retirement. starts changing forever with him. Um, yeah, man, just, uh, he's, he's so, so much stuff, but, uh, yeah, like I, um, he's one of those guys where it's like, I get the news and one of my first things, like I think of my my stepdad, like the one that we, that, you know, on the show I've mentioned every so often about like something happens with pro wrestling and it gets brought up, and he goes, "Oh, okay," and it goes on to talk about the story about Dusty Rose at Armory. Like mm-hmm. I, I, um, it happened, and like the first thing I thought of was to call him and be like, "Hey, uh, just let you know, Terry Funk died." And he goes, "Wow," and he, you know, then he started talking about him, his brother, him and Dory, mm-hmm. um. And you know, signs watching championship Florida or uh, championship wrestling in Florida and everything. So, yeah, um, it's a, it's a major loss. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, like 
a, just a person that was, as you mentioned, similar to Jericho, like a person that was always ahead of the time, always knew what was coming next, very smart for the business, wasn't too caught up on after protecting, I'm not going to do this X, Y, or Z. It was very open in a time when people were just, you know, very on not putting people over, very on protecting their spots, very on like, I am not putting you over unless you were a top star or if you can whoop me in a shoot. That kind of dumb mentality that's out of pro wrestling and for, mostly out of pro wrestling and for the better. Um, you know, the, the Joshi stuff of Dave Meltzer, I hear it talked about all the time. and Or not all the time, but I've heard Meltzer said this story he says about every six months, right? And He dropped a, a great free column, too. Okay. Like, and right on the is rare. Dave will put some out for free. Just right, mm-hmm. he wrote about Terry Funk's life and career because you know him, him and Dave were like very this. close. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure he's one of the first people that that opened that, that welcomed Meltzer into the world. You know, back in that time, they weren't people weren't having that shit. People wanted to you know do all sorts of things. Dave Meltzer, why the fuck is there a guy you know doing a trade magazine about the business? They wanted to round him up. Yeah, so. um they hear that story about like, hey, you see what these what these what they're doing. You hear this crowd. You see this demographic. You see how they're drawing. You see what they're doing athletically. You, like they're going, people want to copy what they're doing uh, for the next twenty years. He was fucking right. Um, and it's 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 you know, different conversations that we had over last week about certain people. And it's like Terry fuck would have told him, would have told them, hey, like be more open-minded to this stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, that's what I think of when I think of, like you mentioned Jericho Moxley things. Like when I first think of Mo- I first think of, uh, you know, Terry Funk, I think of John Moxley and like he is, John Moxley is so much of what, um, I enjoy tuning in for every Wednesday to watch, uh, AEW and like it's very much modern at, or modeled and patterned off of crazy man, Terry Funk. Right, like in Moxley's book about like a lot of times WWE, they're telling him to slow down, relax. You're going over the top. You're doing you're doing too wild with it. And Triple H says, "Hey, you don't want to, you don't want to be like Terry Funk, ha ha ha." And then Moxley's like, "Fuck you, Terry Funk is fucking awesome." <laughs> He's right. He's right. Yeah. And you see, you, you like you see the man's uh, change in, um, in like uh pace in and everything like since he's left. WWE and like the man's had basically a Hall of Fame career in four years, uh, just basically by tapping into the funkness. So tapping into the funk, that's that. That'd been a better word for yeah. a clip or whatever. But yeah, just um, all time guy. Like you know, Eddie Kingston thinks he's the greatest wrestler of all time. There are a lot of people that you respect that you that you enjoy and whatever else that think that Terry Funk is the greatest wrestler of all time. I ain't got no room to disagree with him. Look at the look at the list of career. Look at the people he's influenced. He's up there. He may not he may not be an all time draw or whatever else, but like his ability to change character, be funny, be vicious, uh, be serious, be technical, be a goofball, um, be a deathmatch wrestler. Not too many people have the career that can say that they can do all that with their character in the ring and also on the microphone. It's just unlimited range, uh, yeah. and like. You can just, he just has this look in his eyes where it's like you, um, crazy, someone like else, Fox, is, as he says, yeah, so, some, someone else is like this. It's kind of like Jake Roberts, but Jake Roberts is like younger than Terry Funk. And where it's just energetic. like, yeah, it, it's just like, yeah, man, like 
that guy, there's something up with that guy. Like, yeah. isn't like, <laughs> like, like he's the, not like the rest you get of the, the wrestlers. You get, you get the sense of danger and craze without, without like a, a raised voice. He raises his voice sometimes, but he can still get you without raising his voice. Macho Man, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, so definitely rest in peace to Terry Funk. And, um, you know, thank thank Terry Funk for 60 years in wrestling, damn near. Like yeah. 50 years in wrestling. Like, um, because, you know, if ECW doesn't go, uh, we're, we're Marty McFly and all this shit. Yeah. Kind of. Hey, uh, so do you have a favorite Terry Funk anecdote? I have a favorite Terry Funk. Like, from what I was watching, there is a segment on Shotgun Saturday Night with oh, Stone Steve Austin exactly and Terry Funk. <laughs> where they're face-to-face <laughs> and fighting. And, like, it's not a match or anything. It's the night before the 1997 Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um... And I believe Terry Funk uh, so eloquently says, "Your mother's a whore." Can I can I add to that story? Yes. So obviously, uh, this isn't much of a uh, Bruce Pritchard friendly podcast. We both think he's he's a he's lying through his fucking teeth whenever he does podcast. A lying ass, lying liar. Like yeah, a lying ass, lying liar. Yes. Uh, when he talked about Terry Funk on that about that about that uh, your mother's a whore thing, man. He he said that Vince said, "Hey, Terry Funk's gonna be on here. Make sure he doesn't cuss or say anything out out of pocket on air because it's a national, it's cable." It's my and then he goes and says, "Terry, so what you plan on doing? Oh, a little of this, a little of that." He's like, "Well, just let you know, you can't say anything like that." And he goes, "Cause like you know, Vince hates being called Junior, even though he is a Junior." He's like, "Junior, did Junior, yeah. did, junior did Junior tell you that?" He goes, yes. <laughs> look, look, it's my ass. If, if anything happens, he says, don't worry, don't worry. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he goes, your mother's a whore to 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 entice Steve Austin <laughs> to a fight. And he says, I think he says something along the lines like he didn't even like look over Vince's way because he knew that Vince was he could feel Vince staring a hole through Pritchard. Amazing. I, yeah. I, and then like I you know because at the time I yeah I don't believe anything. Bruce Pritchard has to say about anything. I found that video on Daily Motion of him on when he called uh he Bruce Pritchard missed, he flipped uh Steve Austin for Bret Hart. He actually said Bret Hart, but it was Steve Austin. But bro, mm-hmm. the face that Steve Austin makes on commentary when he gets his name called out, like it's a meme. Like his, the way his facial changes when he's on commentary, and all of a sudden he hears Steve he hears uh, Terry Funk say his name. He just he snapped. He's like, "Wait, what? This motherfucker say he say my name?" Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. But then the whole thing when they start fighting, after he says, "Your mother's whore," it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, man, he he was a wild one, a real wild one. Cowboy didn't care. You fire me, I'll find somewhere else to go. I don't care. Yep. I'm out of here. I and I gotta go home. My horse is sick. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. Fuck this. That story. Yeah. <laughs> People still don't know whether or not that was real or not. About whether or not yeah. like he just didn't want to do a job, or is he actually, you know, really that attached to his horse? And it's like, hey man, like he's from West Texas. I I think he's really, I think he's really attached to his horse like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and there's like even more and more Terry Funk stuff. Like I don't even know. So like, Tons you know. It. So if y'all got some in the comments, share your favorite Terry Funk stories on here. Yeah, for sure, man. 
So I guess uh, I guess now we'll start the show. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Okay, so, um... There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Good Jesus. There's catch up uh, with uh, Stardom for the past like a week and a half on Grand Prix stuff. Grand Prix only. I did not watch the pay-per-view or New Blood stuff. Um, there is the preview for All In. There's Dynamite from yesterday. Uh, I Oh, I think I know where you want to start first. Um, bang, motherfucking bang. Um and I do not mean Cactus Jack. Um, apparently, uh, Cash Wheeler had, was arrested, and he was aiming the tool, the pistola, the strap. Did they say the he aimed it? Or, well, did they say he aimed it or, they, or just or that he flashed it. it? He flashed it, waving it, you yeah, know, okay. holding it up. Well, that was my joke. That my, my was my joke. Like it wasn't that he actually was like, "Hey, aimed." It was like he was driving by on the shoulder because the police were a police reporter said he drove on the shoulder. He's trying to get by because he's trying to get somewhere. Yeah. My joke was that he had just, you know, if you're on the stream, you'll see this. My joke was that he, he pulled up, he pulled up beside a person and pulled up, lifted the gun like this, like, "Hey, move out the fucking way." <laughs> He was so, dangling the gun. He was dangling the gun instead of actually holding it in his hand like he was actually finna shoot. That's the funniest way. To, yes, yes. Uh, he, he he holding the gun the way you imagine. You don't thought would have held the gun. Yes. Uh, I just need to know was he listening to NBA YoungBoy? You know, because when you're in the car with the gun, I was led to believe NBA YoungBoy has to be playing while you p- pull out said tool, said Roscoe, said revolver. Um, the heat. Yeah, I, I, the heat. Yes. Um, this guy. I just want to know what kind of gun he pulled out. In my imagination, he pulled out the oldest gun possible. <laughs> I'm talking about some six. This man pulled a six shooter out on here. This man pulled out the 1800s long pistol out here. Did it have a knife on the end of it, James? Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, I, I I don't know what he got going on with him, man. I don't know what he got going on. Like, I did, he said he said, man, the revolver like that. That man has the Colt 45. Like, that's... <laughs> I can't. I can't. That man is literally pulling out guns from Red Dead Redemption, I, I imagine, oh, out here. Oh, man. 
the six but shooter. Jesus. For enough of the enough of the jokes now. Listen, <laughs> just had to get them. But um, this is a major problem. Um, you know, I don't know. Less than a month before the the biggest wrestling show of all time. Got a match coming up with the Young Bucks where you're putting the the tag team title on the line at that show. 80,000 plus. And this is what happens? Some road rage? Like, like this is not um, normal. This is not okay. This is not to be looked at like, yeah, you know, this is some old school school wrestle shit. You know, this is how, how it's supposed to be and all this. this is like, no, man, this is felonious. Like, this is like someone like fear for their lives because this man pulled out, you know, the thing, essentially. And if if he just if nothing happens, um I, I would wonder why that is. And when I say yeah. nothing happens, I'm talking legally. I'm talking about internally in the company. I'm talking about at all in. Um, because how do I say this? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Um, all right. Not everybody. Can, not everybody in that promotion could could still keep their job if they if they got caught if they got charged for this. Not everybody. Correct. That's absolutely true. There are people that have heat on them that are not going to the show. Mm, while okay. Cash Wheeler will be going to said show because he pulled the heat. Instead of having the heat, he had the heat. If you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. I think this is um, interesting. It's going to say a lot to a lot of people in quiet ways and loud ways. And everyone, do not be shocked if FTR still retains the championships. Here. I fully expect them to. You know why? Because they're even the fact the fact they're even having a match means nothing is going to change, right? Like there's no. I, I think we're telling you without telling you. No, I mean, so. we don't know anything, but it's just common sense, right? It's like okay, so we we talked about this a few weeks ago, like the whole thing. We're like, yeah, we'll put you over or whatever else, and let it drive Big CM mad, right? Okay, you can still do that. And the part where, like, they didn't come up with another match for the Young Bucks. Or they didn't, like, or Tony Khan did not start uh, Dynamite. The same way he started uh, the Dynamite after uh, Brawl Out, where he says, Hello, AEW fans. (laughs) The AEW World Tag Team titles have been officially stripped today, and we were starting a tournament starting at um, All In and finishing All Out. They didn't do that. They just said... They didn't. They didn't do that. They just brought them out there. They did their sit down interview or whatever else, and they're just continuing on to. We're on to, to London. To Wimbley. Right, we're on to Wimbley, and it's like, all right, that just clearly means to me that nothing has changed. Because if something has changed, then you should have took his ass off this, off the off the show. That's the only answer to this, because like, hey man, like you can't be out here pulling guns on people. 
I don't care. Like, what are you doing? You can't be pulling guns out on civilians. Yeah. Flashing guns. That's a better word to say because we don't know if he actually pulled the gun, meaning he aimed it. But, like, you can't be flashing guns at civilians. You can't be doing that. Like, that's on the road. Look, that's a situation where if you pull it or flash it, almost either you better be ready to use it or you could put yourself in a position where you have to use it. Right. And this could have been a whole lot worse. Yep. Like, can't play games I don't like know. This. I don't know how I would have reacted. Like if it was me, he pulled a pulled the file out on. Like, because uh, <laughs> because the word is it was it was they were on uh, I I four right. I four yeah. I four those don't know is the uh, is the interstate um, is the U S sorry the U S interstate that runs from Tampa to Daytona that goes through Orlando. So if you were trying to get to Tampa to Orlando, that's what you take, right? People go the speed limit is seventy. People go a lot faster than 70. Um, So, imagine someone goes over a shoulder trying to get off an exit or whatever the the hell it was. I forgot what the description was in the police report. They flash a gun. You are liable to start a a a dozen car pileup by doing that. That was dangerous as fuck. Because I can tell you right now, I'm not exactly going to hold my... I don't think I'm going to hold my nerve going 70, 70 plus miles an hour when I turn and look over my shoulder... And see someone flash a gun. I don't think I'm going to exactly be smooth. I might slam on the brakes to try to avoid that shit, or I might freak the fuck out. I don't know how I handle that. Yeah, but that's that's human nature. So, like, it could have been worse, a lot worse than just oh, I flash a gun at this guy because I'm trying to get by them or whatever the fuck. That's just stupid, just dumb, dumb. Like it's like you can argue it's menacing. You could argue that. This is like, uh, I think they said it was like something like 5 a.m. in a police report. Something about the OBT was mentioned. I'm like, yeah, what, are, what is Brother Wheeler doing by the OBT So at 5 a.m.? So um, I think people have mentioned that part. Uh, for those that don't know, the OBT is like the street where in mo- every city there is a street or a, uh, or a highway, if you will, where like women of the night uh, walk up and down it. OBT's one of them. In Tampa, it's Nebraska Ave. Look. <laughs> not not saying no. It's just not, hold not, on. Why I'm were, just, look, I'm just saying hold on. that's crazy. Why why were you at that location at that time of day? And that ain't exactly like by the airport at all. <laughs> Cause I, I thought at first when I heard the story, we're I was on like, the way to I, the gym. With the, uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully. I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, Doctor Larry, Doctor Larry said red light. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, man. Um. I I don't anticipate uh the the titles to change hands. Uh. I I didn't anticipate the titles changing hands originally. Um. And I'm almost like you know as James mentioned, since nothing's changing, I'd be shocked. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Cause look, is I, it, is I this a already, G- I can already see FTR non talking about the conspiracy held against them. It's, it, it's really interesting considering, like you know, today of all days is also the day where like Donald Trump uh, mugshot came out because he had to turn himself in for yeah. again. But like after that, he uh, on the tarmac he basically said like he he's doing the bullshit again about like this is a this is a uh, political. Um, persecution 
And I was like, hey, man, I ain't trying to hear that shit. It's bullshit. And I can tell you right now what FTR not FTR non is going to do. Like, if they lose in, in Wembley, they're going to be saying uh, they, they, it was a conspiracy. This and the third. It was like, bro, he 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 he, he was in. He was going in a, on a high. He was on a on a highway, and he flashed a gun. You're lucky he would like like that. You're, luck, you're, you're lucky he was allowed out. Look, you're lucky he was allowed into the country into the UK. That's, that's a good point. I didn't. You're even think lucky about to that be part. on the record. Like, yeah, I didn't even think about that part. Like, what if like he brought a gun? No, he can't come. He can't come over here. Which, but another, you know issue with someone not being allowed to travel to to Wembley, but yeah there, there's there's a little gtbw in this in this um, oh yeah there's, there's oh yeah, yeah. I, I i have a question did yeah. uh did jim Cornette like like talk about how like you know this match still going on there's no punishment as opposed to like the nonsense i was going on with swerve and ar fox on the, on the fake thing happening and where about they could have called the cops he's like well someone did call the cops because this motherfucker pulled a gun uh, it it all makes it come back real real fast, don't it? Yeah. It all makes it look interesting when he had look. I don't seek out the Jim Cornette experience. We have I think we have enough listeners that would be willing to do us a solid to find what Jim has to say about such actions here um, to share uh, w- with the community, if you will, uh, also, that we've built here. Yeah. Also, I, I need the, the, the WWE wrestlers that like that or sorry the the people that like that went to N- that worked at NXT, moved to moved around the former center in Central Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And then like they they're now on the main roster or they're in AEW. I need you to move the fuck out of Central Florida. I need you I need you to leave that Orlando area. You what is, what is look? It's it's a ha- it's a haven for for people being a QAnon, like do we <laughs> did, like? And then he flashing guns. Hey man, like do we need to know if he's he's around? Uh, what's in the, what's it called? Uh, the ref. There's a rants. Uh no, not that. But uh, the ref that got fired. Uh oh yeah, Drake words. Drake yeah, Drake. Do we need to find out Drake younger? You know. Do we need to find that out. Cash does stay quiet. You're like, you know what this this kind of reminds me a little bit of. This is this is Harvin Marison. You know, he this quiet individual that 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 keeps keeps it on him. You know, brandishing said weapon with ninja like ability. Well, the ninja like ability because he whooped the man's ass before he pulled out the the another person with an old gun. The legend. Oh, we don't know. If, we don't know if Dax had a, or sorry, Cash had an old gun. But yeah, oh. man, just uh. If, what I just want to know what was Cash driving the old timey truck. Oh, he's stupid. Hey, man. Um, what what do you think Big CM said to him? <laughs> you know, you know, Big CM ain't, ain't no way he like he a fan of guns. Yeah, so see, Big CM is he don't seem like a fan my, of guns. So what, what, do you not, think, what do you think he What do you think he had to say to him? He's not a gun aficionado. He's like, you know, I I get all the vibes where from from punk of like, you know. That ain't got nothing to do with us here. So, uh, you know, that's your private life. But uh, did, if they try to get rid of you, it won't did, happen. I won't let it happen. Like, we, we look, we've seen what, what A. Steele did in that own, in their own company. Did, um, did, did Cash have to apologize to Dax and Big CM? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Like, because I can see them two both, you know, you already know Punk is like, what the fuck are you doing? This is stupid. This is not the way. This is not, this is not what we do on Saturdays. Right? <laughs> Don't bring this shit to Saturdays. Don't disperse Saturdays. And then, yeah, that shit on Wednesday. Right. And then, and then you know, Dax, you know, Dax like, you play with my family. <laughs> you play with my family. So... Yo, all this time, Dax, Dax is this loud mouth. Dax is this uh, this general general annoying person right. on Twitter. If turn like, to find out, he just be talking me while the real shooter is cast. <laughs> Look, maybe fuck? Dax is the normal one. Maybe Dax is like, hey man, that motherfucker's crazy. Maybe he's so like, hey, I, I be need doing to express all, I be myself doing... in a certain way. Dax be like, I put on myself. I I take on the heat. I do all the talking to try to keep him to keep him at at peace. You don't want man. you don't want you don't want him to put that thing out. And let that thing ring out. He he he's just trying to keep he's trying to keep a killer at peace. That's all he's doing this whole time. Man, I, I might you I got, may you have, might have to reevaluate Dax. I, I I may have discovered a new perspective on Dax Harwood tonight. I didn't yeah. expect this going into yeah. this show. Um, yeah, man, Cash Wheeler, like all the jokes were out on on Friday. It was it was great. I couldn't I couldn't stay away from my phone. Uh. You know, put, putting them all out there and, and retweeting them, and uh, I believe the uh, AW uh, Fight Forever the stamp, Stadium Stampede mode has came out, and I've seen you know pictures of Cash Wheeler, and they they allow like you know certain like power ups and weapons and different stuff. There is some type of gun thing or whatever, right? And I've seen people send out pictures of Cash Wheeler holding the gun or whatever already. Amazing, amazing, like that uh, the timing of this. Um. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, my man Black Saber Junior. You know, Cash heard he might had to lose to the Young Bucks and was like, "Hey, absolutely not." Pull out the Roscoe. But um, yeah, man, this is uh beyond the jokes of it all. This is not good. And it, I, I, it, I'll say this. I'll say this. Like, don't miss your chance to set a precedent. He come out here and they go out there and have a classic. Yeah, to the legend. This man's out here flashing. He's like, oh, like, look, the old school wrestling is back. This is shit. This is shit the Undertaker was talking about. Go out there, get, pull out, pull out guns, get arrested, don't face any consequences, and go out there and tear the house down. I, I want to see Mark Calloway get that man a standing ovation after after uh, this weekend. Look, that Mark Calloway been a log on the Twitter with tears in his eyes, saying, "The recipe, the recipe's gonna per, gonna per, uh, persevere. They're gonna survive." Amazing. Um. Well, yeah. What else we got, man? I don't know, man. Where you want to go from here? Do you want to get to uh? Do you want to get to dynamite? Do you want to get to all in? Or both at the same time. I, I feel like we're kind of crunched on time for okay. for a full dynamite review and all that, but um, I wasn't. All the right, building. let's do all in and talk about what happened on dynamite that led and yeah. the, the, whatever else that played into it. Let me pull this card up. Give me one moment. Okay. Yeah, man, I really, uh, I actually really enjoyed dynamite. Um, I think most, I think most people that I saw did. I saw a couple people who were like, "Yeah," I was surprised to see that. I, I think that like. The show had a much needed 
uh, sense of urgency to get to like where they at. Like this felt like the show they normally have two weeks out that they just had on the go home show. It felt like let's get you know the tension all the way there. Let's get these uh, characters uh, in defined roles um, as they head into the show. And um, quite frankly, outside of MJF because he talks every single week, like I felt like a lot of these wrestlers needed microphones or chances to speak. And they have not been given that. And like to see them do that was like almost breath, breath of fresh air. And it's like, hey, I'm not saying this show needs to be packed to the gills of promos and video packages and recaps every single week. But like, can we, uh, can we like, you know, instead of when MJF gets his time, when Masa gets his time, can we also have like eight minutes for somebody new every single week? Is that okay? Is that allowed? Right. Um. So let's let's start with uh, the AW uh, World Championship, uh, MJF versus Adam Cole, and um, these guys have been putting this thing together kind of since uh, I want to say June, uh, where yeah. they did the thirty minute draw. Of course, they had uh, the long. Uh, the Battle Bowl style elimination tournament, and they ended up winning that tournament, losing the title match to FTR, um, <laughs> which made that decision is more hilarious now to beat Adam Cole and MJF with FTR um, then. But uh, look, did not say uh, Dax wasn't getting no title shot either. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that after he was arrested too? It may have been. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um I think it was like th- I think it was days later, like two days later. And you know, these two have gone on to capture a lot of people's imagination with uh their vignettes and uh pre tapes and you know uh some of the some of the stuff they had going on. Um uh, there there are parts of them I like, there are parts that I didn't really care for. Uh, it has kind of caught fire in the ratings, and these guys are headlining the biggest wrestling show ever. Um, I don't know if I really will believe that until these guys are actually in the ring. It just doesn't like compute for me. It doesn't feel Jeff like the big, it doesn't feel like the main event to a show that draw that's drawn over eighty thousand people. It feels like you could have thrown anybody on last, and that would have been because yeah. like the show is the draw, and the venue is the draw more than any particular thing, but. If you're going to point at any particular thing, it would be them. Yeah, these um It feels like a it feels like a Marines WWE type of thing where it's like, yeah, he's the top guy, but like is he the person that is like carrying the company? No, no one's carrying the company. Right. So, um I am going to and of course, this is linked with the pre-show match. Uh, they're yes. going to be facing Aussie Open for the ROH Tag Team titles. They've put Aussie Open on a couple weeks in a row to give them some wins, uh, going back to Dynamite 200, really. And um, I think they've they've done well for themselves. Um, I don't know which way this match is going to go. Uh, kind of unpredictable here. Uh, I, I do feel like Cole is the one, like if there's a turn that's happening, Cole's turning. Uh, yeah. I, I would think we were on this pretty early. There's just... It feels like I would be shocked if MJF just kind of reverted back to the, you know, kind of standard heel character he was doing before. It would really feel like a missed opportunity, kind of. I feel like um, a burn, I feel like a bridge be burned where people are like, all right, 
we have given this guy at this point at least two chances now to to teasing of, of he's going to be a good guy. We could cheer him. And this second time he is, well, the third time you include the Cody stuff, is the third time he has uh, kicked us or pulled the football on us. We're never believing it again. It's the boy who cried wolf. He's very talented. He'll come up with another thing to get people to, to buy into it. But like the people that are like interested in it in that way that are, you know, uh, nerds like us, I think this will be the one where it's like, well, whenever it happens, whenever it does happen, they'll be like, you did it too late. You did it too late. This is the perfect time to do it if you're going to do it. So, um, like, if you reverts back, people are going to be like, here we go. So, um, yeah, uh, I think that, like, he's kind of been campaigning harder than he's ever had with, like, I'm your scumbag type of thing. Um, if he turn if he turns and kick, you know, and punches out Adam Cole with that fucking, um, ring, is people are going to be like, all right, I'm never believing this shit until it actually happens. Never will even kingdom, like, build anticipation for it. I don't care. The, the kingdom is lurking all around this thing yeah. uh, with um, you know, Bennett and Taven and then also uh, Roger Strong with the neck brace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, that um, neck brace is getting ripped off in Wembley. Yeah. I don't know if it has a good side or bad side for Adam Cole, but that, that neck brace is, is coming off. Yeah, so there there are elements of this that are interesting. It's amazing we haven't really con- actually considered the the match itself. Um, I think I think do you, is, you think that's because like the the match they did was so good that like you don't question or or what do you think that is? Um, I don't know. Um, I there are other singles matches on this show that I think there are people should have more of a gripe with than this one. So, um, you know, it's not like either of these guys are bad or anything like that. Cole's had some up and down performances since he's come back. He's had, you know, their first match uh, did go over really well with the crowd. I didn't think it was, you know, I didn't think it was like people were saying like match of year candidate and all that. I was like, nah, man, calm calm down. Um, Like if someone get that four and a half, I wouldn't be mad at him at all. Right, yeah, I, I'm not really wor- too worried about like how good the match will be. I just don't know if it's gonna kind of you know land with me uh, like that, just because mm-hmm. of like uh, I, I think I like the pro wrestling elements of it, like adding the kingdom to it and all that, and then like the the, the melodrama is getting in the that, way of the action for you. Yeah, I'm like, all right, man, let's. I, I'm kind of ready to. I'm I'm ready to see it at this point, which is good, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean. It's the perfect time to do it if you're going to do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm inter- I'm happy to see this match again. Um. Even with the stuff of like the sword of Damocles hanging over the ending, and you know whoever wins, it's going to be a result of shenanigans from Roddy and them. That doesn't really concern me. Um. I expect like the match for most of it is going to be really fun. Um. And I don't think they're going to go thirty minutes. Uh, no. Just a hunch, but I don't think they're going to go thirty minutes. And I think we'll get an answer at the end, and um, you know, I feel like it'll be a direction to set up for even Chicago next week, or even um, going out to um, uh, Grand Slam. But I feel like this is the end of it. I feel like there's another match after this. So up next, uh, we got FTR defending the AW Tag Team Championships against the Young Bucks. Um, these guys sat down in a face-to-face meeting with Renee, 
last night on Dynamite. And man, um, I thought <laughs> I thought uh, Dax was pretty flustered. Cash really didn't have too much to say. Um, but Matt Jackson, I think, pulled out the the old reliable essentially on FTR, which you know amongst fans people have always kind of kind of joked like this but they've no they, they haven't really said it explicitly kind of on screen like this uh how, the way matt did and it was once wondered if the young bucks you know could cut money promos and I, i've seen people trying to discount this because it was pre-taped as if that actually matters or anything um <laughs> last time i checked you know a lot of the the hottest stuff in the promotion right now has been pre-taped so yeah you know what else is the hottest thing is going on in the entire industry there's a bunch of pre-tapes backstage the bloodline shit a lot of it is roman's making the face backstage saying somebody has to do something for the night's over it's ominous. it's ominous. That's a lot of what the bloodline shit is. So I don't want to hear it. It doesn't. Has it been? Am I watching it on screen? Right. It's good enough for me. I don't give a fuck if it's in front of a crowd or not. I don't give a shit. In fact, the way these crowds act sometimes, I wish more of these promos weren't in front of crowds where they stop people and have to stop for their stupid pro- or stupid chance for dumb shit. Like, I, I think there you was can a kind of come sorry, up. Sorry, I'm going to ramp. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Rich. Yeah, go ahead. That Phoenix and Moxie match, regular rules match last night, right? Why, like, eight minutes in or five minutes in did the crowd chant, we want tables? And Moxie looked up like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was fucking baffled. So, like, it was, like, one section, like, on, like, kind of, where you send a hard cam, like, above the ring. That section was chanting that. And we were, I was over in my section saying, why, in the middle of it? And everyone was, like, laughing. And it was, like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? But um, as far as yeah, as far as I I think there's a there's an easy to to figure out situation of why this whole thing was pre-taped. And it goes back to what we were saying last week. Like this whole thing is really controlled, like as far as um, between the Bucks and FTR, like they are keeping this very simple as to not like wade into the foolishness. And somebody reached for the low hanging fruit and it pisses off Big CM. Yes. Yeah, that, that, and, I mean that's that's a that's speculation, but I could imagine that. Yeah, like this shit is being pre-recorded. Everything's being approved uh, amongst each other, and it's like they just almost had to just get to the match. I think. Yeah. Um. So I, I didn't have a problem with it there. I, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Um. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Nick talked a little bit. Right, and like you know, perfect example of why we you know add on to like why we think like FTR is winning like. They yeah. made it on thick on them. Like Matt Jackson laid the hammer down on them on them too. It's like, hey, you talk about your family. We were the ones to provide for your family. Right? Um Yeah, man, like that's the kind of shit you say when you about to lose. Like remember how he remember how he fucking teared into Paige before the uh the F the, or the, the Bucks in Omega and Page yeah. match? Like they tend to do that. They bring the claws out because he's like, hey, I'm leaving here with something. Like you ain't finna, right. you ain't finna, you ain't finna hold me on the mic and then beat my ass. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm getting, I'm getting one or the other. I'm getting one yeah. or the other. Yeah. Um. And you know, it's amazing that this has played out. Um, kind of the way that we speculated maybe like a month ago on this show. Like, this is gonna be the crowning achievement for the young bucks. <laughs> In a loss, 
It's gonna be amazing. It's like motherfuckers ain't gonna realize what happened. It's like, oh yeah, like the way this feud has been um been done, right? It's like FTR are the champions, but like not really. It's like they are. I think a like lot this, of it's because of like the shits on Saturday. We haven't seen it, but like they've been great on Saturday. Like all the stuff that has issues with like there's been issues for them has been like them having to carry Punk in the ring. It seems right. I, I, I'm talking about like more overall, like just between the Bucks and FTR right ah, now, gotcha, right? Gotcha, the, gotcha. Like FTR are the champions and are not acting like it. They're acting like they're still chasing something. That's true from the young Bucks. That's like, true. And th- this is the thing, like that I think people should remember. And it's it's kind of like what Matt said. It's like when the Bucks are all said and done, people will come back around. They will figure it out. Like, yeah, those guys were the greatest. And then, like, and, and it's, it'll almost be like, look at the fucking footage and the, and the highlight reel and the fucking match record. And it's yeah. going to be he also said staggering. That, he also said there's foreshadowing because, you know, like, that the Young Bucks are up to be, like, put into the, to the Hall of Fame, the FW Hall of Fame this year, or the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, like, in great. a couple months. Like, he's going to say, he gonna say this, and, like, a month later, he'll be like, oh, the Young Bucks, Hall of Famers. Like, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Man, I, I hope they don't they don't act stupid. This year, I hope the voters do not act stupid. I, it's, um, they started the most successful, uh, or the second most successful promotion in the history of this country. If that ain't a Hall of Famer, then what do you call that? For, even before you even before you even get into like the matches or the indie stuff, like you got that and you got all in. We're done. We're done. What does that argue? You don't like their style? Fuck you. It doesn't matter what their style is. Doesn't matter. My style is my style. No, like <laughs> instead of doing lucha instead of being white guys doing lucha, they could have been out there like they could have been having some crack smoking matches. If it if it drew what it drew, that's what it drew. The fuck? <laughs> um so uh I'm picking FTR to win uh on this one. Same. Um I I wouldn't think this will be the last time these guys will do the dance though. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. There's they, they can get to five, they can get to seven over the and, years. And maybe do like once a year, they'll be fine. Look, and maybe this will be the thing to where um other kind of pretentious uh or not pretentious, other kind of rivalries that were they had problems actually getting it in the ring. These teams seem like they will get it in the ring and you know if it's a situation where they can work with each other like and it's like not like a situation where they don't want to lose to each other or whatever, despite what FTR and on might, might believe or whatever, like this will be beneficial for them both because I don't think I would call either like, despite like the vitriol and whatever, these are not each other's greatest opponents. And I think they've got like a lot to, um, to to prove like they they're they're two matches massively different like and under scenarios i don't think either of them were necessarily happy with one you're in a pandemic Mm -hmm. barely any fans there the second one they do the match on like a three-day build just out of nowhere uh a match that did actually happen by the way yeah um and i I don't know how how much promotion last year right And actually, how much smarter does it look that the Young Bucks didn't take the match last year than it it does right now? How much smarter is this? Yeah, good point. 
when do we get to the part where we talk about how like the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles are supposed to go to the Young Bucks, but like the Young Bucks said, give them to them dudes. There is that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they, they be picking and choosing what they want to know and, and don't. So, um, you know, if 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 I was a um a conspiratorial man, uh, I would I would almost say. It sounds like the young bucks are trying to make somebody. Like that's what that's what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll, 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 put, they'll put over private party, right? But they won't put over FTR. Do you? Do you? Are you? Let's see yourselves. The, that's laid out on paper. Hey, you going for it too? Are you going for it? What's wrong with y'all? Incredible. Coffin match. Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. That's right. Christian Cage. Where the fuck did he come from? Um, so, last night on AEW Dynamite, I don't think I've been this upset at an angle that happened in AEW and just thought it was stupid than this one. And you know, you know, like the idea that they had a super hot thing and they decided to blow it up in like two weeks for no reason or for no good they reason. They have they have rushed through this entire thing. A, a that's one bad aspect of it. <laughs> like if you're gonna do all this right, you do this over a long period of time. However, but do you want to explain what they did first? They they lose the match, Swerve and Ar Fox after. Swerve and AR like Fox versus Nick Wayne and Darby tag. Allen. Yes. Nick Wayne and Darby Allen. Swerve and AR, I'm like, I'm looking at this shit and I'm like, damn, like, when do I get to see them versus the Bucks or something like that? I'm yeah. like, damn, just Both like, teams. Both teams. Just, just feasting at, at, at the idea, at, at, you know, seeing this. Uh, some of the stuff they were doing to Nick Wayne, uh, Air Fox is really over because, of course, Atlanta. Like the, uh, Darby's Arab- over. Like the Arabian German suplex off of the top rope was crazy. Yeah. And, like, they have Swerve turn on Air Fox immediately for And he's out of the match. Um, you know, some of us, like, some of you guys may know why. Like, I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, what news is going to get reported when. Um, I imagine the Observer will be out in a couple of days. Um, but, yeah. Tony Khan mentioned real world issues, mentioning, you know, uh, and I think this is the second example of it on night, you know, with, with the Phoenix thing. Uh, this, this, is, this is, this screams visa issues to me. Um, this is a, um, how do I say this? I didn't like this, especially like kind of being close to the situation. Um, like knowing what alternatives there were. What better alternatives there were, the Cash Wheeler situation, and the concept of heat. If Cash Wheeler does not have heat, I don't know if Cash Wheeler does or not, right? But if he doesn't, and... This is a situation where this angle had to be done a certain way to execute a certain thing, which is the end goal 
of AR Fox not being A, in the match, and B, not being in Mogul Affiliates or Mogul Embassy, I think that's fucking dumb. And I think that they did not only a disservice to AR Fox, who, if the situation, you know, if if they're looking at it like, hey, this is, you know, this is your fault. You know, you, you didn't get your visa done or, you know, the visa stuff didn't come in on time, you know, whatever it was. I think that is weak. They ran a parallel program with Christian to slide him in there. Christian did a good job making himself make sense and, and everything. And um, But this whole thing, to knowing what I know, thinking about how AR Fox now is back to square one. Swerve is arguably back to square one, like as far as like what the unit like that was in existence before. They ran through like some of the greatest angles they've ever done, like the the Nick Wayne uh, wrestling school beatdown, and then have blown it up almost in record time. Darby forgave him to in two send weeks. a message. Darby forgave him in two weeks. And to AR Fox did nothing to. And AR Fox did nothing to show any signs of contrition or try or make good for what he did. This made in Darby look bad. This made Swerve. It look made like, Wayne. It made Nick Wayne look bad because he said it's so due to forgiving him for 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 the injuries that he suffered. It, it made Swerve look like he does not have the amount of control that <clears throat> one would think he has. It, it makes him think like he's kind of like this loose cannon that that flies off the handle, rather than you know the cool kind of calculated person like always ahead. It's like hold on, one single loss did this to him. Like after you fly across country with this man and do a home invasion, I, I, like this does not the mogul affiliates or mogul embassy looks after their own. I know people can reconcile that with he's a heel, he's lying. I think that in order to maintain credibility as a heel, the heel has to speak the truth in a way that is uncomfortable, and they have missed a big opportunity keeping Swerve and Air Fox together. They could have rode this thing out for months and months and months. This could have been some Nino and G-Money shit. And this could have been like <laughs> this could have been very beneficial for later in the year. Yep. And now Air Fox yep. is not involved in this. They have yep. other members of the faction. They are not Air Fox. Um and this leaves us with this match now at Wembley, which I thought was this thing with Swerve and Air Fox against Darby and Sting. Now, Christian's in it. I don't have any problem with Christian. You know, but there are this two different storylines. Like, it's being converged for the yeah, sake and, for being converged for the sake of we we need Sting in a in Wembley. That's the that's it. That's it. And no knock yeah. against it or whatever else, but it's like if that's the case, fine. Put in Brian Cage. Don't put in Christian. Save the Christian and Darby shit for next next week for for or for Saturdays or whatever the or where it's happening at. You don't need to throw him in here for this. I, and, I would... and and when you have Christian um, headed for Wembley, knowing that his fucking buddy just got his farewell sent off in WWE, it makes me think of all the worst things. It, it makes me it makes me sit and thinking like oh my god I don't look if Adam Copeland becomes all elite cool I don't want it to happen in the middle of Sting's fucking uh, match in front of eighty thousand people 
like you're just adding on shit that has nothing to do with each other at all. Like all these things are that have nothing to do with each other. Like in a in a um in a real way are like converged upon each other. And yes, like the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Cool or whatever else. But he, he didn't. Ha- but you don't just throw out Ar Fox to do that and that kind of thing. Like you could have turned on him like a week from now, two weeks from now with Christian Cage. If that's if that's how you want to play it. Never had his one off right. match. And then they're, and they're probably never going to team each other or see each other again or even be on the same show at the same time again. Disappointing uh, for me. Like, and like knowing like what, you know, could have been done. Like, <laughs> if you need, like, I, it, I come back to the part of where AR Fox has to be removed from the group, which is why I think the alternative pitches like nothing landed because ultimately the goal, the end goal was wanting him out of the group. And those awesome things that I knew of were not taken up on. There's, there's stuff that was shot that was, you know, sent up for approval. That was like, it didn't go anywhere, I guess. And, um, I, I'm kind of, kind of bummed on this one. And, um, I wish I could say more, but, um, not really my place uh, to, to say more. Uh, if someone wants to tell that story on their own one day, uh, that that'll be you know up to them. And I hate to do that thing or whatever, but it's uh, I know something. Don't tell anybody like the the, yeah. the Sean Rossap, the Ryan yeah, Sadden. Yeah, I hate to do it, but it's uh, it's it's kind of necessary here. You kind of just got to kind of listen to what I'm saying, and it'll all make sense. Like. <laughs> I know something oh. you don't know. I know something you don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, um, I'm picking Sting and Darby because Sting and of Darby course. never lose. They would have changed. They would have changed the match if, if Sting couldn't have been in it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Even to put, even to put this black man in a coffin, and even to put this old man in a coffin. And it's like also. This, this is, black group also, that you have. Also, also, Rich. Also, Christian find another way to do a job without getting pinned. Look at that. Um, but yeah, you have your <laughs> you have your your African American faction where I think these guys are doing such a different thing. You got to. I feel like you got to let these guys fly, but unfortunately, they clip their wings very early and. I am not happy about this. Same. Um, six man tag. Golden Elite uh taking on or Golden Elite of Kota Bushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page. Taking on Kanosuke Takeshita, Juice Robinson, and Jay White. Um, funny story. I met Kanosuke Takeshita last night um backstage and <laughs> It was pretty funny because got introduced to him. He was told I was a big fan, and um, you know, I immediately you know started talking about some of his matches in DDT to him that that I liked and enjoyed, and you know, you know, just let him know I was a big fan. And he just had this look on his face where like he was amazed that like someone like brought this up to him, like <laughs> which is it's pretty funny. But uh, good uh, English, you, you know. You, you I, watched we, me we understood you, each other. You, you watched me versus UK UNO. What? Right. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um but yes um so james last night i was kind of upset at a couple times in the show this was the first time 
So you get a you match and me, then he gets pulled like it's fucking raw. Me, I get an elite match stolen from me. I see the steal going on. Whatever, right? <laughs> wait, hey, like, wait. Okay, hold on, Donald Trump. You say you see the steal going? <laughs> I see the steal going on. Literally. Listen, listen to the terminology this man is using. This yeah. is stop the steal. Yeah, stop the steal. You know. <laughs> I see the steal going on, right? However, I see Kenny Omega putting the V-trigger to Jay White. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I'm here to see that. Yeah, um, man, that was, that was nothing but adrenaline in my soul. Something, something Cody Rose when I saw that V-trigger come through, bro. I'm like, yes! <laughs> Crack him! <laughs> Slap fires with Jay White last night as well, but... um. Yeah, it's funny, yeah, yeah. like, cause you ran into Jay White. I ran into Jay White before, and I'm just like, yo, bro, you're you're good, but you're frustrating as hell. And then every and that's the same thing. I'm just like, yeah, man, you you cold, but you also not my cup of tea either. Yeah. So, so they um, then to catch the lays out, Kenny. I'm like, all right, cool. Where the hangman at? Where where Kota Ibushi at? And then all of a sudden, I start hearing that. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, where's the hangman? I'm anticipating the hangman save, and you give me FTR. They're lucky I didn't get up and walk out the building immediately. They stole the elite from me, and then they sent FTR out there when I thought hangman was coming. Maybe I'm crazy. Hang, I, I would have think it would make sense for hangman to show up right there, but apparently not. Um, Bro, Heyman, Heyman, don't look. Big CM could campaign on Hangman not showing up to work. He really could. Like you think about the elite this year, and like these stretches were like they just be off TV between their matches. What they put in like promo wise for these match or for said matches before they go off, it's like, bro, how, these are the EVPs. What the fuck's going on? I have asked this in private, in group chats to, to you guys, like talking about, it, like, yeah. yo, like, where's, where's all this power that they have, you know, where's all this, they, this opportunity they, to speak? They seem, like, they seem very. I mean, to be fair, like even before the last year, like there were times, especially like early with CM, or, or like they're just not really good at like getting mic time when they're baby faces, like. You start think about the start of AEW and like Kenny Omega basically ran kicking and screaming away from the responsibility of being a top star. He's baby. He's like, no, I don't want to cut a serious promo. Give it to Cody. <laughs> let, Cody let Cody do that. I don't want no parts of this shit. I, you know what I want to do? I want to grab a forty-five pound uh, bar and put five and put two and a half uh, pl- uh, pound plates on them and do comedy shit with Michael Nakazawa in the back. I do not want to cut a promo and fire up the crowd. That's not what I do. So. I, I'm I'm always like t- t- torn on this is like bro what what is it going on where like y'all just don't the mic thing is something y'all don't want to do unless it's like the say after a match say you know say greetings to the crowd and get the fuck on it's 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 it's, it's kind of odd and then the time when he did do it last week with Jim Ross what happened fucking Bullet Club comes not, out there and whoops, head, and whoops his black ass yeah and Jim Ross sitting there looking crazy. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, speaking of that, we never talked about this. 
Did Big CM send the Bullet Club over to Wednesdays to go fuck up Kenny Omega? I mean, they fucked him up, so like, I don't know if there was some type of respect built. And I, I don't know. It could be a, a possibility. I was just glad Big CM didn't throw me out last night, and also I did not have to check in with Big CM last night. So, um, I, I was happy about that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. This should this match should be excellent. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it goes without saying. Like yeah, yeah. Takeshi is great. JY's great. Um, Hangman and Omega will be able to hide. Will be able to hide some of whatever's going on with Abushi if Abushi's not you know himself yet still. Um, much like the, um, uh, not fight for the fall. Like, much like uh, blunt guts. So yeah, like there's no concerns about the action in the match. Like it's gonna go off. Like it's gonna go off. It's just that you know. It it feels like a placeholder to get to Takeshita or or whoever um, Don Callis was to put in front of Kenny Omega, right? And um, then after that, it makes me wonder. Then like, okay, so then after this, what the fuck are we doing with Hangman Adam Page? Because we haven't done uh, much with him all year except for reunite with the Elite. I think Hangman's got some cool stuff coming up in the future. I would fucking hope so. Um. So is he on summer vacation? Is that is that what it is? He just takes summer vacations. He just take um, it easy. I mean, to be fair, he he he's, he's wrestled more. It seems in like uh, the summer when he was headed towards the title. Like they they, they beat him, they beat him that one time and he was gone for forever. Let's see. Um, okay, and from there, up next, we've got Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho and James. Get your tape decks ready. <laughs> Not only did the political mastermind Chris Jericho end up being the one, if I told you, the day after Forbidden Door, who's going to be wrestling Will Ospreay at Wembley Stadium? If I gave you the options, will it be Brian Danielson? Mm-hmm. Will it be CM Punk? Mm-hmm. Will it be Kenny Omega? Mm-hmm. Or will it be Chris Jericho? Mm-hmm. How does Chris Jericho come out and win at the end of this? I would have. I would have put Jericho in front of. CM Punk, but that's it. He would have been third. He'd have been a distant third. Yeah. You're absolutely right. People, I've said it before, and I will say it again. Never, and I mean never, count out Chris Jericho. All he does is prove me right when I say these things. Sometimes he plays possum. And he gives you give the gives the non-believers a chance. I don't have the zoom activated on this camera. I'm sorry, guys, but um, he get he sometimes he gives a little bit of am, ammo, and he addressed them in the promo last night for these people that are wishing for the Jericho downfall. Y'all can keep wishing because when this guy goes out there and, and does promos like this, you got to deal with him. Yeah. So you got to deal with them when when, when I, the money promos come, 
when the great matches come and they do, like him versus Ishii was just was not that long ago. Right. Him versus Roger Strong was not that long ago. Right. What do you think he's gonna do with Will Ospreay? Yeah. I think that people have been lured into this like false sense of security because like he's been doing the comedy thing and he lost a lot early in the year for him and like he's in the geek stable or whatever else. Ha 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 ha. So like they don't take him as a serious like he can't like cycle back up. And it's like he don't necessarily need to cycle back up because he's still Chris fucking Jericho. So like the quick way he cycled up was like the intrigue of is JSA breaking up? Is he going to team with Callus? And he has that set up for the back end of this on the, on the coming back on shows after this to get back, you know, JSA and all that kind of stuff to redeem himself with, with the people he lost. But the part where like Callus is on him, he's playing the heartstrings, all that kind of stuff. He's reminiscing about the past, about his roots, where he came from and how he got there. And then he's actually, and then his friends actually are like, you're really going to leave us? Like, we've appreciated you all this time, and now you're going to leave us. You ungrateful prick. And they all leave him before he can leave. He all, they all leave him before, they, before he can leave them. And then there's nobody else, so he has to go. So he says, okay. And then ultimately, Callus thought he was going to say no, and he, was, he, already, he just set it up to go fuck him over anyway, because Callus is a snake. Yep. And he gets his ass whooped by Osprey. And Osprey appears. And Osprey, a person that, because of the one promo that one time last year, um, around Forbidden Door time, that wasn't even on air. It was after a show where he said "bruv" a lot. People that don't know and are unfamiliar and only see the highlights and thinks he still wrestles like 2016 when he was a junior. Thinks he's as unserious non-main event, non-big money act. And he comes out there and he gives you what? I am the prize. I am the prize fighter that is fighting for my family. I am fighting to put my stepkid through college. I'm a family man. I will get in this paper. I will. will, (laughs) Well, family man. And he's basically saying like, you know, Jericho, you take it as seriously. You old, you soft, and I'm going to run through you. And the crowd felt they went up for him. The, in the crowd, building. the crowd felt the energy, felt the passion, and much like last uh, summer when he cut that semifinal uh, G one match, is like those that don't know don't understand. This dude is a killer promo when he's up when he's when it's upon him to to cut the money promo to sell the next match, and he went out there and did it, and the crowd went from bruving him to being like. Oh shit! I I didn't know, motherfucker. We've been telling you for years now at this point. So does that, and then Gerald comes back and says, "Hey man, I've helped you along the way. I said your inspiration is not my kid, and I told you to turn this stupid shit down because you're gonna end up in a fucking wheelchair like him. And it's on, man. It's on. It's a great promo. Also, I've been saving this the whole time because uh, I saw the I saw the backdrop." early and I laugh and I didn't say nothing but since we are at the New Japan uh, versus AEW portion of the show what's going on uh, Japanese Rich what's going on <laughs> but yeah man uh, I thought this was fa- I thought this was the oh, best thing on the show other, 
can we talk about the other part of the promo that he brought up? Um, yeah, where, where he said, you know, he's going to be a free agent soon. Oh, yeah. And in six months, yeah. uh, you know, it's up. It basically it's up. And, um, right. and I don't I, know who I, needs I, to hear this. Yes. I love that. Uh, I'm going to be I'm I'm going to be the first person to say that I beat Kenny Omega, Kazushika Okada and Chris Jericho in two months. And then he learns and then he turns over his shoulder to the camera that's on the ring. That's on the apron. and says, oh, and I'm going to do, do like he did. Oh, and my New Japan contract ends in six months. And Rich, what have, what have I been saying about about uh, the way that they that Tony Khan when he has Kenny Omega on AEW the last two years how he's presented him he's presented him like he is the best pro wrestler in the world or or one of them or one of the top very top you mean ones. Will. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. He presents Will Ospreay like he's one of the very best pro wrestlers in the world. With the presentation, like a god. the music, like a wrestling god, with all the all the crazy matches they have, that looks sensational. All these matches to be out there with Kenny Omega over this time, and I was saying, like, bro, remember, compare that to how they how they brought in uh, Jay White without I don't, didn't even have music. They played music. He ran out with a t shirt. He on. ran out with a t shirt on. Right. There's different levels of this presentation. Tony Khan sees that guy as. This could be an AEW World Champion. I don't think uh, we have yet to see that out of the presentation for Jay White. I think they could see him as a person holding one of the singles belts. I could see him being Jay White or see him being uh, Orange Cast or shit like that. But it's, it's, uh, it's to be told or to be seen whether or not he think, oh, yeah, we're going to put him in on uh, Double or Nothing 2024 and, and put the belt on him. Yeah, man. Uh, this is, uh, well, Ospreay, I don't know. oh, he's getting that belt once he signs with AEW or if he signs Absolutely. with AEW. Uh, I don't know who needs to hear this. It's a done deal, bro. Like, I, I I know there are people that are holding on to hope that he he's staying in New Japan and they're or, pulling these or, these posts. Or, he doesn't want to. Tr- or 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 the ones that you know that were laughing at him uh, a year or so ago or two years ago, oh. uh, saying, "Hey, we would like we would like to see the Seth Rollins versus Will Ospreay match, Bruv. <laughs> Levels. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> welcome to the members. Um, <laughs> but this guy, um, yeah, I, I don't know who needs to hear this. These people that, that are pulling out these quotes talking about, you know, he doesn't like to travel. He doesn't want to actually live in America. Well, what does that mean to a man with a private plane like that that can send it all over the world? Um, that's a non-answer. And I guess that um, right. Will Osprey is a great worker to work these people into believing that you know, holding on to that thread of hey. like whatever. Look, the what? yen is down. The yen is crashing. Yeah. It's, it's still like seventy cents to our dollar. Like a yen look. is like, yeah. <clears throat> look, he's he he done. There's no further he can go in New Japan unless you're going to make him the actual top star of the promotion, which you're never going to do. Yep. And I have I have proof of this. They had Kenny Omega, and they didn't do it for him. And he spoke Japanese. Well, I, I was gonna say <laughs> what the, the fuck? I, well, I was going to say the proof. I was going to say the proof is that like they're, they're Sonata's in the main event of the Tokyo Dome. This Correct. Year. Correct. Like this promotion, New Japan Pro Wrestling, should be ruled by Will Osprey at this point. Like, you know, I know he's not Japanese. But when we're talking about talent, who has it, who is a superstar, who's hitting their prime, their peak, uh, who's producing, like, 
He's the fucking guy. Like, who are the like, two best factions in New Japan right now? Would it be? Would wouldn't it be like this new revamped version <clears throat> of uh, on the now during the upswing, uh, Lij and, and United, United Empire. Empire? It'd be those two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like, you know, when he jumps, I don't want to hear shit from the pure elitists about. Can't you say know, shit. He's been the best wrestler since 2019. Look, you can't say shit because a he's been the best wrestler and b. <laughs> they're gonna fucking pay him more so like yeah. unless you're counting on some emotional connection that's been made they blew through his big win over Okada inside yeah. a G1 Beat him inside, inside of 20, inside minutes. Of 20 minutes like they didn't make that special at all it wasn't at a Tokyo Dome or a Dominion a G1 final it wasn't at any of that like it yeah. was just huh? it was on a him. block it was on a block like what's there left for him Yeah, like I think people better beat Kenny better. Omega in Japan. Which is, that's which is, it. Which, which is funny because then like, oh, like Kenny Omega will do the job for 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 Will Ospreay, which is then lead to like them taking that shit to Chicago, you know? I, I'm sorry, Jacksonville, but really Chicago. Oh man, <clears throat> um, but yeah, this is gonna be great. Will Ospreay is gonna beat Chris Jericho, um. And Chris Jericho is gonna beat Father Time <laughs> again, <laughs> like a drum. And he, more importantly, he's gonna beat all the non-believers. He's gonna beat the motherfuckers on Twitter. He's gonna beat these people that think he should hang it up. He's gonna beat all these people that count out the greatness of Chris Jericho. And I will win once again when people start telling me to send out the clips ten minutes into the match. That's the most important thing that I win. So, you know, thank. Look, I, I have I I have a, a easy time believing in Will Osprey and Chris Jericho to make me look good. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, Stadium yeah, Stampede. Hold on, hold on, like just think of the idea of like Will Osprey, like working like a a reduced schedule, <laughs> like. Oh yeah, we'll we'll only wrestle thirty matches this year. Imagine what those will look like. <laughs> it's gonna be filthy, man. <laughs> we finna see Seth. We really finna fucking see. It's gonna be ugly, man. <laughs> like, like Will Osprey signs. He, he in t- sometime in two thousand twenty four. He will be the AEW World Champion. Like, I yeah. imagine so. Like, <laughs> look, you know, you know, it, look, it, as long as BCM uh, signs off on it, he'll, he'll get the belt. You know, as long as BCM, he'll he'll know. be okay with it because at that point in time, he'll still be the real world champion or whatever the fuck they're calling that <laughs> shit, right? With the X on it. So yeah, we might as well talk about that next. That shit crazy, bro. This, they really are doing this. This man really has Frankie. his own. This man really has his own like. Uh, this man has got a million dollar belt. This, I'm not even gonna say that. This man has his own like. Uh, what is that shit? Seth Rollins got right now. <laughs> oh man, this is worse he has, than that. He has his. He has his. This is the B Show uh, title uh, belt. Look, That's it, what that is. Look, at least Seth Rollins like won that shit and like beat somebody for it and all that stuff. Um, but like this whole thing, like this man just look. This man was like Triple H. He pulled that shit out of a bag. Bro, like the hilarity of it, where it's like I never lost. He he, he still he, that's valid. He never lost, right? 
But like the people apparently don't seem to want to actually get in the ring to, to go to go get that they'll get that win off of him and him ain't gonna be stuck there like an old man yelling at clouds. I never lost. I'm undefeated. Like, I never lost. You. Like, we, we don't, don't give a fuck about you. that. You've been passed over. Deal with it. Yep. Enjoy Saturdays. That sucks. Have man. fun with that. That sucks. Have fun with that. Look, CM Punk. Well, I'm telling you this right now. CM Punk better get a uh, better better go holler at uh, Will and say, "Hey, man, you want to come over here and uh, and fight over the real world title?" Because I can you want to collide. Look, look, look. They ain't got no top stars on Saturday except for CM Punk. So he's like, "Hey, man, well, we, that's a that's a ready made top star right there. Come come over to Saturdays real quick before you move over look, to Wednesdays. Come on." I mean, please, Miss, please, Miss Osprey, please. You know they 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 can have Adam Copeland go over to uh, over to, to Saturdays. And, Sad you know. things I already had that thought because because Christian's already over there on Saturdays. You know, it's, yeah, Adam Copeland and CM Big CM. Go ahead, do it for, for the X belt. Did they ever have a feud in uh, WWE? Like in, I mentioned, like 2010 or some shit. I don't think so. I know he cashed mm. in a Money in the Bank on him before. Punk uh, on edge. Punk on edge. Yeah. Okay. But um, nah, I don't think all that. But to back to Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Yeah. Um, this whole thing is it's kind of amazing. This thing is led here. I saw a really good point on Twitter today. I don't. I didn't realize who it was from. But if Chris Jericho did a few with Ricky Starks, where they went fifty fifty. And then Ricky Starks was not on the next pay per view afterward. What would the narrative be? He buried him, meeting it over Jericho, sucked the blood out of him. Yeah. Vampire. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so while Ricky Starks is on the sideline um, for, for this show, as a heel this time, Punk and Joe, um, uh, are coming with this match that a rematch they've already done in the tournament that CM Punk already won with a roll up victory roll style. Mm-hmm. There was a really bad GTS clip going around. Yep. Uh, hey, here's an idea. When you like have a lift move as a finish and you're facing a dude that you can't lift well, you come on, you gotta come with another finish. That's pro wrestling on a one shit. Like Saya Kamatani, when she's healthy, is not herking up Rowaka or Nascotura uh for the Star Crusher. She's hitting the Hurricane Rana, or she's hitting uh the Firebird Splash, or she's hitting the uh Phoenix Splash. She's not trying to herk up a woman she can't lift. Because that's stupid. Someone's going to get hurt or makes your move look unimpactful. So why they fight for this real world championship and pretend that we have to care still about mid 2000s ring of honor in 2023. Um, I feel nothing for this match to tell you the truth. I mean, we're not really watching Saturday, so there's something to that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily fair. And like for me, like it's not like it's, I'm just not going to watch it. It's just uh, there's always something going on on Saturdays, and then like it's eight o'clock. And I'm like, I'll get around to it. I got all them shits. I got all them shits to uh, on a hard drive to watch them. Just haven't watched them. 
I've only seen three dynam or three uh, collisions. So, yeah. Um, as far as the um, Punk in Joe thing, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt of they have the go home show. Right? Like, I, to be fair, like, when it comes to what I saw yesterday on Dynamite, I'm a lot more enthused or looking forward to watching the show after what happened promo-wise um, last night compared to um, before. So, like, I'm willing to give Collision the same benefit of the doubt. Now, to, that being said, I have a prior engagement set at 8 o'clock like, on Saturday. <laughs> you won't be seeing that shit anyway. So, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this show and watch it on, uh, on like, late at night or, or on Sunday morning anyway. So, it's like, so we'll see. But if the I don't... The show starts at 12 noon, James. I'll, I'll, Personally, knowing James Boyd for over 15 years at this point, James Boyd is not waking up Sunday morning to watch the possibility of a promo battle between CM Punk and Samoa Joe to be caught up for if all it's, in. If it's, on if it's on Twitter, I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on Twitter, I'll check it out. It's, you know, everybody posts shit on Twitter. I'll see but it. James is not logging into the torrent and downloading that hey, shit. Hey, man, keep that on the Hey, it's like I said, he's not that doing well. that. He's not logging in and doing that. That's what, that's what I say. He's not logging in and doing that, people. But, you know. This man going to give him the, the, means, the, means of oper the method of operations. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Oh, man, but um, I don't know. This could be okay. It could, it could suck. It could be all things in between. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really don't know. As long as they don't go over... Oh my god, keep these guys at 15 minutes. Please. I was going to say 16, but yeah, sure. Like, same yeah, go, time, go, time. go the Eddie Kingston uh, CM Punk route, right. please, right. with this. And, you know, I, I don't need to see the, the scientific wrestling acumen of CM Punk on display against Samoa Joe. Like, no, man. I, I'm good. Yeah. Um, like, stadium make Joe monster, let Punk sell, work, for, work the story from there. Yeah. That makes the most sense. Uh, stadium Stampede match. Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and the best friends of Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta and Penta taking on the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Willer Yuta, and the returning Santana and Ortiz. And can I tell you, the reaction for Santana in the building, loud, like big time. People are happy to see these guys back. Yeah. Um, in their heels. it is fuck. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it is funny that the last match they were in together, I think, was against the Blackpool Combat no, Club. No, it was with Blackpool Combat or, Club against uh, against JSA. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the thing that's kinda... weird is they're standing opposite of Kingston. That's what's yeah. that's what's weird. Like them being with BCC is fine. Them standing opposite of Kingston is like, wait, what? And yeah. and during that angle, like they lay out Phoenix, and like the person that's like they're talking about as emotional uh, person for it, obviously because he's the biggest star, is Kingston. It's like, bro, Kingston hates Phoenix. <laughs> Kingston, Kingston, like the reason why like they end up uh, reforming 
uh, a death triangle once Pat came back was because Kingston hated was playing this this, this was trying to cause a wedge between him and, and between Phoenix and, and Pentagon. He hates Phoenix. So like to do that, I was kind of like, wait, am I supposed to forget this? Am I not supposed to remember this? I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, that's another part of the story, this thing. But like another part of like, yeah, we gotta write, we gotta write another sensational worker off the show. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I think this one's a little bit more known by everybody around. But uh, yeah, yeah. Look, man. Um. At this point, I'm starting to not care about like whatever visa ex- like uh, explanation that you you have. Um, y'all need to either steal somebody from WWE that keeps this keeps the clocks or the trains on uh, time, or you need to or we need a better explanation. Or but like we need either people need to be hired or someone needs to be fired. Like what? Either we either need this person more help to get this shit done or need to be let go. I'm tired of this. Like, Kenny fucking Omega, an EVP of this promotion, had visa issues this year. This this is ridiculous. Yes. It's ridiculous. Um, and, they, and for it to be the Jacksonville Jaguars owner son that runs this promotion and knowing the resources that are at his disposal, which may be actually being used and is just like such a tight deadline. There's nothing you can do. But it's like, I feel, show, I feel like Rich, this should, Rich. I feel like when this should be this like announced. Re- when the show announced in April. This show was announced in April. I Rich. feel like this should be like a mandate for the promotion. Like, yo, how do we get every person a passport just ahead of time, just as a as a checklist item? Like, Rich, I got my passport expedited. Obviously, not the same thing as visa stuff. Whatever, it's not necessarily a passport thing. But yeah, I got my passport expedited i think it was the first week of november last year because my passport expired i got it back i think a, a week before jason is like around jason's birthday so like a week before christmas so it was like you know it wasn't that long it wasn't four months i don't understand why this keeps happening to them Frankie brings up a point uh, in the comments. Worker visas are a different story, and they're definitely, all not definitely. U.S. citizens. Um, I I don't know if it's a situation where maybe you know WWE doesn't face these problems because WWE is a little better connected. If you know what I mean, um, better connected than an NFL owner. I'm sorry, aren't they all donating to the same cause? Exactly. Look, what? there are pe- there are people that donate to the cause, and there are people that participate with the cause. So, I don't know, like if, if someone's like looking the other way to get get all this right or whatever. But they have non Americans get through just fine in R- WWE. I, I get what you're saying, Rich. I, I'm just on the same thing. Where it's like, look, that may be true, but like this shit don't happen to these NFL teams when they take their ass to UK and wrestle and I had these shows over or had these games over there. This don't happen to NBA teams when they have games in Mexico or wherever else. This shit don't happen to them. And we're not and like you mentioned like the Phoenix thing about oh he's not a US citizen. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know if y'all are aware, but like the last two the last few NBA MVP winners weren't Americans. Like we have foreigners we have non-Americans traveling on behalf of a 
working for an American company to go to other countries to do their jobs in similar in a similar fashion to AEW having international ass go to a different country like Canada or to the UK. I, I, I understand like these aren't exactly apples to apples, but I'm sorry, like these are fucking fruit. Fuck. I'm tired of this shit, man. It happens all the goddamn time. It needs to be fixed. Yeah, like if it was me, we right? Storylines. We've blown up. We yeah. blew up two storylines on this show, leading to the we, biggest show ever. This will collapse. We're blowing fuck up. up. We were blowing up units. Yeah. They um if brand it was new me, units. If it was me, January first, two thousand twenty-four, I would have a letter in every AEW wrestlers. Uh, text messages, inboxes, whatever the fuck. Like, yo, you have three months to take care of these situations to ensure that you have a working visa, and if you do not have one and you are struggling, we will help you. And you have three months to do this, and if you do not have this done, and you have not like either seeked our help or it's an extenuating circumstance of why you can't do it, and we're in the loop. You'll be okay. But if it's not that, they need to find them. Like, yeah. like they need to, like they need to find the wrestlers or whatever, or like they need to step up their game on their behalf to make it easier for their wrestlers. Rich. Like, if if it's a case where the wrestler, like if they look at it like it's the wrestler's responsibility to, to clear their working stuff up, you know, across. Sure. The, sure. the thing like sure. they maybe see it like that right sure but however you need to be on your ass about getting this shit done you need to either insist that they get it done or you need to offer your assistance and your resources and your means to help them get it done rich you know who else does that who nfl teams <laughs> come on hey, we are on look this is the itinerary for the road game your ass needs to be on this bus to get to the plane by X, Y, or Z. By X, by, by X. We are not stopping. We're waiting for you. We don't care if you just got in a, in a 12 car pile up. Your ass needs to get off, needs to get out, out of that. Let whoever uh, with you or around you handle your car exit. Get your ass there. This plane is leaving with or without you. If this plane leaves with or without you, I'm sorry, if this bus leaves without you and this plane leaves without you, you're being fucking fine. That's your job. Fuck, like I, I understand this is as cutthroat as the NFL. I get it. It's all, it's all, it's all friends wrestling. I get it. <clears throat> but at a certain point, hammer gotta be laid down on these people because they've been, they've been like people have just let this shit slide or or someone's not doing their job to to be on their ass about this and up their ass and annoying and putting pressure on them to get their get this shit done. This paperwork, all oh, this shit filled out. It's annoying. Yeah, because it's affecting yeah. no one's because it's affecting the on-screen product. If it wasn't, I wouldn't give a fuck. Right. But I'm trying to watch the show, and now I gotta find out that like, oh yeah, Ray Phoenix who's on this thing, like it, he's off. Oh, um, somebody else may may have, they just start a brand new faction. We blowing that shit the fuck up. We was wasting everybody's time. Stop wasting my time. Absolutely. Um, six man tag match, uh, AW World Trios Championships, brother. This nigga badass Billy Gunn is over as fuck, and I don't understand what, how this happened. I I get it. He's been in the business thirty two years, I can, as he mentioned. I can, I can explain why. Like 
they are going crazy for these guys. Uh, it, the, it ain't the first the time acclaim. a white guy has gotten uh, has gotten a lot uh, 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 has benefited from the from the work of two black men. That that is that is not that's not nothing new. That's not nothing new. That's not nothing new. Um, he has appropriated the wave, Rich. He, yeah, yeah, he's he's right there. Hard hard to say any different. Um, uh, but the crowd was was so into their challenge last night, and um, do I want my promotion in two thousand twenty three like one of the most like central things that set the like climax at the the biggest show ever? Do I want it built around uh, Billy Gunn? I don't. Not but, necessarily, like, but you know what I do want to see. I want to send fucking scissoring in Wembley. <laughs> Foolish. <laughs> you don't want to see no scissoring in Wembley? Because I do. I want to see, like, absurd, like, scissoring in Wembley. Like, I want to see, like, mega giant scissors, like... Like I want Anthony Bones to come to the ring with like scissors that he has to hold with both arms over his head and shit. Like just out here cutting and strutting, you know, literally like uh 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 Brutus Beefcake, like <laughs> oh the shears. Oh god. Uh, I- I'm picking the acclaimed on this. Uh these guys have to win this. I think I'm bored to death by the House of Black, and I think a lot of other people are too. Um, and it makes sense. Like if they lose, these guys are finally wave. If they lose, you finally get to the Andrade shit that they've been holding off forever since the first Man. like three weeks of uh, collision. F- funny that you mentioned that. Our chat was talking a little bit earlier uh, about the supposed uh, the narrative of the the more organized show, the less going on show. Why the fuck does it have all these fuse getting dropped? Like. <laughs> And shit not like playing out when you think it needs to play out. Like, are is all their shit just gonna be at all out? Because like I'm looking at this card, right? This shit look real dynamite-ish. Yeah, plus CM yep. Punk. Yeah, CM Punk just FTR. Saying, Pretty much. And you no know, this trio thing no is kind of Hobbs, if not for some stupid shit like Christian Cage is not on the show. Yeah. Right. Jungle Darby Boys on the pre-show now. Yeah, Jungle Boy just got announced against Hook for the pre-show yeah. for the FCW title, and that's been, and that mostly played out over Dynamite anyway. Um, it's um, yeah, like, like I got the acclaimed on this one. Of course, I was upset of how their legs got cut off uh, earlier this year. Same. Um, so let let these boys uh, get a run, get Max back to. Uh, you know, Max has had, a, I think, a quiet year on the mic. Let him, let him come back. Maybe he's refreshed and uh, give us some new, uh, you know, kind of material with it. Even a call House of Blacks and Wankers or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely going to use a UK type phrase. Going to tell him beans and toast something. Oh, actually, you can't make fun of beans and toast because they like that shit over there. So, I, Are beans and toast actually beans and toast? Because, you know, like they call French fries chips. So I don't know what's actually what. Hey man, maybe that's one like our, slang for something else. I don't know. One of our UK listeners is gonna have to tell us. Um, <laughs> so we got the fatal four way, or excuse me, we have the four way women's match: Carl Sheeta, Tony Storm, Soraya, and Doctor Britt Baker. DMD. 
Did you like the build for this on the Go Home Show? What build? Exactly. I believe they have a Rampage tag match coming up. Ah. But, um... So I won't get to yeah. see it. Yeah. Unless there's some, like, shit on uh, Twitter. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think these, these ladies could have used uh, some promo time, uh, some type of sit-down... Uh, Carl Sheeta is doing a lot of media right now, so she you can let her speak English. Like she she can do it. Well, well, maybe um, the, maybe the whole gag is because like she learned English and has the English accent because she watched Harry Potter. That's how she learned English. Like maybe funny. the gag is like they're giving her media in the UK because like her accent more acclimates to the local the locale. Maybe that's what they they're doing. Actually, that's a sick they joke. Actually by the way. did they actually did send. Uh, Soraya and I believe Brit. Actually, no, they did not send Brit over. They sent Soraya over. I know that. Um, they did not send Tony Storm. I saw her and Brit last night. So, yes, Soraya was the only person that was sent for media. So, I don't know if you just let the other ones talk and do it or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but there should be more meat on the bones here. There isn't. Uh, I'm just going to take a car with you to, to retain. Same. Um, and we've gone over, you know, the reasons why in previous weeks. Uh, I think I, I think people are scared to death of Soraya at this point. Uh, oh, I they got to play as a boogeyman and have near falls and get everyone shook. But, like, there's going to be a lot because it's a huge flying crowd. It's going to be weird because like there's going to be a, a a not insignificant amount of the crowd that want her to win, and like they're going to be shouted down and told "fuck no," are you crazy? Um, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, gotta say, um, a lot of women wrestlers in AEW. Four of them make the show. That would be uh, something. Yeah, that would that would be something that I think needs to kind of be talked about louder and um, yeah. you know demanded kind of some. I don't know if accountability is the right word, but it's like all right, like how was this only the amount of room that you created? How isn't like I can live with the one match on the main card. How do you not have another pre-show match like with a battle royal or something? Are like, we sure that's not the case? That, like not to be not to be like uh, announced later? Are we sure? You know, it could be announced later. Um, so, you know, I. But it also, it comes back to yo, you're gonna announce this the the day before the show, and while everyone is, you're allowing this discourse to fester and and everything like that. And you can cut that shit off anytime you want. That's right? true, but. It's like, all right, man. But, like, but, but, but you got to be... announce that Jungle Boy's on the show. So, on the pre show. Can't, get, can't let that one out the bag. Yeah. Um, very upset I'm not seeing Sammy Guevara on this show. Maybe he makes an appearance with Jericho or something, but I don't know. Yeah, he'll, um, he'll pick up, he'll pick up like Jericho's bloody corpse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's like, um, I would like to see, not- you know, Hold on. Go ahead. So Dr. Larry said they are using the same woman they've been using all the the uh, for the entire year. That's not true because I don't see Sky Blue and Wimley, and she's on the fucking show every goddamn week fighting another motherfucking outcast. Hey, bro. 
Bro, I, I need, feel like I, I want to pull her like cage. I want to pull up her cage match and see how many times she has been on Dynamite this year wrestling a member of the Outcast. I feel like it's I feel like it's been like two or three times a week at this at, bro, at this rate. Bro, I feel like she's wrestled Ruby like four times at least, and like I got nothing on any of these matches. Like, <laughs> um. But Black Sabre Jr. with a good one. Um, all in potentially having one women's match. Uh, well, people who did say they wanted this, they had the spirit of the original All In. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but the yeah, um, as a better force set of women. <laughs> funny, funny story last night. Um, so I, I'm sitting there chilling. Oh look. fuck you, Black Sabre Jr. <laughs> This man Sky Blue versus insert outcast member for Wrestling Observer Newsletter Feud of the Year. <laughs> That's nasty. Yeah, man. Um, Sorry, Rich. No, you're all good. I was I was just gonna talk about how I said hi to Willow Nightingale, and she was just responded in the most happiest, pleasant way possible, and I was just like, "Wow, that's a nice lady." Like, <laughs> but um, is she shorter than you thought she'd be? No, she's she's about what, what what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um. Where we going? Um. <laughs> let it ride right there. Let it sit silent. You know. You're an idiot. <laughs> Jack Perry and Hook, as we mentioned, and we already talked about Aussie Open and uh, Adam Cole. So yeah. this is gonna be a big show. Um, it's gonna be a great show. It's gonna be a great show. Yeah. We're hand ringing over this thing, and I think I think we're really hand ringing this thing just because of you know the stage it's on and yeah. and everything like that. But like I expect the wrestlers to the matches will match. Will will go crazy. Like I'm I'm looking for big you know looking for special gear. I, I want people to really like you know take this thing like it's a it's a opportunity or whatever. It's a uh, kind of you know, know for your legacy more serious than their, than their Booker. Oh I thought you were gonna say that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but yeah. Um, as as Doc mentioned, I uh, I wanted to see some of the other women like get a chance. I want to see Athena get a chance. Willow. Yeah, Athena uh, and Willow are two that stand out the most. Like Jade. Statlander. I don't know if she's you know her stats with the company's kind of weird. Yeah. Um. You know that's why I think you know they've got two matches scheduled. They need to have a third one. It needs to be like a bunch of women in it. I think. Um, and, and not these, these RJ city and Renee talk for like a half hour and shit. Like, no, like that's all the worst pre-shows happen when that shit happens like that. So like, let them go out there and walk that stage. Like, so walk the aisle, aisle, you know, but, um, yeah, man. So I guess, uh, James, you, uh, you want to do that given this time, or you want to keep that for let's, Monday? Let's keep that down the road. Let's keep yeah, that down the road. Yeah, let's. Sorry, starting fans. Next week. Sorry. Yep. Let's, let's sorry. keep that down the road. It's a little late tonight. Yeah, it's, but, already, uh, tw- it's already twelve fourteen. We're gonna hold this shit up to one fifteen if we start this one. Nope, can't yep. do it. Yep. Yep. But uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to the show and all that. Um. So yeah, James, you can take us out of here. Yeah, uh, thanks for this show, y'all. If uh, you are watching this from the stream, you can see the uh, links to the PayPal and to the Cash App. You can donate there. If you are listening to the podcast, you can look at the show notes, uh, show description, and find the link to the Red Circle and donate there. 
and listen to the other shows on the network. Besides Monish, one, besides Monish Radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Corman Washes Shit, the Grave Consequence Podcast, Eight Bit Suplex, uh, All Things Elite, Get in the Ring, Meet the Press Slam, uh, Great Mass Generator, and the Wrestling Disaster. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Good day, mate.